This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Another frustrating night watching the Knicks. Which team is going to show up? You never know. We'll discuss it with you next. Give us a call at 1-800-919-3776. Also via Twitter, at Gordon Damer, at Hardest to ESPN, at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7 FM, along with, yeah, Brian the Brain and Jake the Snake. We're here until midnight. Then it's Freddie and Fitz. They will continue the conversation on ESPN New York, 98.7 FM. Hey, Gordon. Larry, how we feeling? Lost and confused. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know which Nick team is going to show up, Gordon. I never know. I never know. You never know night to night. You never know quarter to quarter. Minute to minute. Minute to minute. Minute it's, to it's, minute. It's really a beautiful, uh, it's a beautiful statement about life, you know? It is. You're never bored. <laughs> Tomorrow, tomorrow's promise to no one, right? Never bored as a Nick fan, Gordon. No. You're never bored. There's always – talk about a box of chocolates. <laughs> you yeah. You never know what you're going to get. You just don't. Now, you look at this game tonight. And the first half, it was Minnesota showing the Knicks how the Knicks used to play defense. And that's what it was. They contested everything. They contested every pass. They contested every shot. They, they double-teamed the ball. They were aggressive defensively, similar to the way the Knicks were last year. Third quarter, which is rare because normally the third quarter, they just disappear. Obviously, Tom Thibodeau threw something in the locker room at the Garden. Maybe Ray Santiago, who was walking around there at halftime, will let us know what happened. Because they came out, and they put up a 40 spot, and they looked like a totally different team. Gordon, they're passing the ball. There's movement. There's defense. And then the fourth quarter, you're like, okay, this is a close game. But this is a game. See, this is a game at home. You figure you pull this out. And they're going back and forth and back and forth. And then it happens. They don't score for what the final – no field goals in the final three-plus minutes of the game, only free throws, and God help them because they can't hit free throws now like if you if you pay yeah. them. Yeah, now all of a sudden it's like a thing that's in their head, right? And turnovers all over the place. I mean, it is um, it is a familiar script. And, and you know, after this game was over, kind of sat there for a minute, and this was a stay – I mean, this is this one stung, right? I mean no, – Absolutely. You, you kind of – you felt like you had it – there was an opening there. You had some chances, even down the stretch, even that final play, which – what was that? I mean, oh. why, I mean, Syria – like, I like being aggressive. Evan Fournier driving to the basket against the shot blocker down low. I don't know if that's necessarily the way they drew it up. And then, of course, uh, Alec Burks, who couldn't hit the broadside of a barn tonight, taking the final shot. Um at the end of the day, though, you know, the Knicks are kind of like the Timberwolves. Yeah. They got the same record. Mm-hmm. You know, some nights they're there, some nights they're not. And this was a, a one-possession kind of game that the Minnesota Timberwolves just did more good things down the stretch of this game, and they just needed to do one more good thing, and they were able to do that tonight. Yeah, it's true. And the frustrating thing for me with this is, and this is going to be strange, so I hope you guys are recording this. This might have been... Evan Fournier's best defensive game of his life. He, he came, he blocked the shot. Uh, there was a play in the third quarter where he picked up for, because uh, 
Mitchell Robinson was in foul trouble. A guy got past him. He blocked that shot. He challenged somebody, dove out of bounds to save strip and dove out of bounds to try to save a strip. This was probably his best defensive game, and he shot pretty well. So when you have a game like that from him, and Gordon, even Kemba Walker played well in this first game back. Yeah, no, look, they got some good performances tonight. It's always it's strange to me they had more energy and effort tonight than they had yesterday. Yeah. You'd think the second of the back-to-back at night, you know, maybe uh, they, they, you know a little drained after the game yesterday, but, uh, well, they didn't use a whole lot of energy yesterday, so I guess <laughs> they had it for tonight. But even then, it didn't – you know, the Knicks are that team that needs about, you know, just about everything to go right to get wins. Yeah. Um, you know, and when they don't, they don't execute down the stretch, and they didn't execute tonight down the stretch. Uh, you see that, but I mean, it wasn't at least it wasn't yesterday's game no, where nothing wasn't. went right. You know, they had some performances tonight. Randall overall played well. It was a rough game for for RJ Barrett, I thought. Um, but uh, Fournier, yeah, Fournier, I thought played well. Kemba played well. Grimes had that big play with the steal. Um, you know, there were some there were some things that you like what you saw, especially that third quarter where. You know, when the Knicks are going well, man, they they just play at a at a very high level, but that level does not last because at the end of the day, that's not the level that they can live at. You know what I mean? Those you know, I can when I go running, if I go running for three miles, I do my I I do one of those miles in like six and a half minutes, but I ain't running all three of those miles in six and a half minutes. <laughs> and if I run one of those miles in six and a half minutes, those other two miles, they are not gonna be any they're gonna be on the other side of what my average is. So that's kind of what the Knicks are like. No question about it. We'll get your calls and get uh, your thoughts about the game. And I've got a question for Tom Thibodeau next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Rolling with you at 1-800-919-3776. Just get your thoughts on the Knicks. And we'll talk a little football as well before we leave you at midnight here on 98.7. Gordon, I just... I just couldn't help but wonder why Thibodeau went with Burks instead of Toppin when Taz Gibson fouled out. I really felt that you should have went with, now listen, he knows more than I do, but I felt he should have went with the height rather than Burks. First of all, I don't think you needed another ball handler because you already had Kimball Walker in, you already had Evan Fournier in, you already had R.J. Barrett in. So you didn't need another ball handler and you needed somebody to help you on the boards because this is a very agile, athletic and quick Timberwolf team that crashes the boards. I would have rather gone with the height there rather than 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 Burks, who, by the way, didn't score tonight. Yeah, was not having a good game. And uh, that's the frustrating thing when it comes to Obi Toppin's minutes. You know, like when Randall struggles, Randall still gets his minutes. And it just feels like even now Toppin didn't have a good game tonight because he didn't really play. But, uh, you know, the crowd was was chanting Obi Toppin's name at that point. It almost felt felt like out of spite. that. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Oh, he's not playing now. (laughs) Now he's definitely not playing. I'm not giving (laughs) these people what they want. So. Um, yeah, very frustrating. Very frustrating. Look, that's the next team, you know. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, this is unfor- this is who they are right now, you know. And and I think we're kind of fortunate that they're this uh, because they, yeah. it looked like it was trending in the wrong direction at times. And and tonight again, you know, we mentioned that Randall had an overall a good game, mm-hmm. um, decent game, yeah, decent game for him. Almost had a uh, it was closing in on a triple double there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the big men fouling out like they did, not having a lot of size. Um, it's uh, it's 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 not what you want, uh, and you think 
you know, you, I think you would think most nights, if you got 27 from Evan Fournier and you yep. got a good game from Julius Randle mm-hmm. and Kemba gave you something and, you know, a couple other guys chipped in, you would think that that would generally be a win. But, you know, again, a slow start in the first half. Uh, you yep. know, it's, it's, it's like at what point do we like, you know what, this is just who they are. Yeah, it is. Uh, but you, do, but I guess me uh, being a fan, I'm waiting for them to show me what whether they can kick it into another gear, right? I'm waiting for them to show. And here's the crazy thing: I think really Fournier has improved. Gordon, his scoring oh, no has improved question. over no the past question. over Absolutely. the past couple of weeks. I mean, since the Boston game, he's been more consistent in his scoring. I know you haven't had Kimball Walker, but you know it's amazing he <laughs> he needs to take ten games off. But when he comes back, he plays very well. Uh, and, and yeah, look, we knew going in that they were going to miss Derrick Rose. You obviously knew that. But I think the other surprise for me has been maybe it's the uneven minutes or whatnot. But Emmanuel quickly is really hurting them in decisions and lack of scoring. Gordon, there, there's a couple of decisions that he made tonight. You know, when he's playing free and loose like that, there's a there's a, a, a hesitation in his game right now. And the other thing that really jumps out at you is people know that the Knicks really can't dribble. <laughs> right. And so they pressure. You saw what Minnesota did, pressuring the dribble today. That's why they kept going. They didn't know where to go. It's like, oh, oh, here comes another person. Because they dribble and they don't move. And and the frustrating thing is when they move the ball, they move the ball in the third quarter. Gordon, they score 40 points. They stop moving the ball in the fourth quarter. They score 19. I mean, you know, we jump on Thibodeau and we jump on coaching. That's common sense. You can see the difference. Yeah. We're moving the ball. You score. You stand around and look at people. You don't score. Yeah. And another thing that uh, needs to get brought up, you know, like, I don't expect R.J. Barrett to be like a superstar talent, but I thought that the strength of his game was, you know, like he's uh, it's it's more than solid, but not spectacular. Like he's a, he's a, and, and part of his strength is his defense. And you'd think that defense doesn't go into slumps, but it almost feels like with everything, you know, his ceiling is, is a certain level, but man, his floor when he's not going well, um, you know, tonight another yeah, what how many turnovers do you have? Seven turnovers. Seven turnovers. Tonight? Almost half the teams. Yeah, I mean he was six to sixteen from the floor. He had that one chance to get that uh, that loose ball there near the end and, and it got away from him. You know, it looked like he had a steal there. Uh and three he, of six from the free throw line, which really hurts. Uh, and it's it's almost like he's like the Knicks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, yeah. you don't know what you're gonna get from him on most nights. And I, that's the one thing that I thought that you know, again, I don't expect him to be, you know, this this top 15, top 20 player, but I thought that the range for him would kind of be a little bit narrower than that. And it feels like he's like the Knicks, real, real high moments and then real, real low moments. You're right. Let's go to the phones. 1-800-919-3776. Taj is in Astoria. Start us off, Taj, on ESPN New York tonight. Uh, I'm just going to – hi, thanks for taking my call. Hey, Taj. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, yeah, we heard you, Todd. Go ahead. Points. Yeah, sorry. Uh, basically, want to make two points. The first point is looks like I mean it was one possession game, and we had six more turnovers than that. You know, simple math right there. Yeah, they didn't handle the ball well, Todd. You're right. What else? You, uh, you know that that's the biggest thing. And 
especially these past two games. And Barrett, we talked seven tonight. What, he had six yesterday? Seven yesterday? Yeah, it wasn't good yesterday either. I I don't remember what it was, but yeah, it it stood out. (laughs) It did. It did. And and especially, listen, you can't miss free throws. Gordon, you can't miss them. Okay, look, nobody's perfect. I get that. But you you cannot be in the position where – you are 24 of 33. That's nine free throws you missed. Gordon, you have half of them, you win this game. Easy. Yep. Easy, just half. Just half. And listen, I didn't play professionally. I get it. But Julius Randle has got to do a better job down the stretch. Gordon, when he go, he hits free throws all the time, late in games, there's an issue. There's an issue. It's yeah. always one of two or maybe all of two. I'll be honest, when he went to the line that last time, I was there. well, he'll probably miss the second one, and then he missed the first one right off the bat. I was like, oh, never mind then, you know? I mean, <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I, think, I figured it was going to be the second one. Maybe they get the rebound, something. It yeah. felt, you know, tonight felt like one of those games that the Knicks would pull out, and it didn't happen. But I think, you know, like as frustrating as a performance that it was, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that it really should be all that surprising they lost to the Timberwolves. Timberwolves are kind of like them, you know? Yeah. Like some nights they're good, some nights they're bad. They're a 500 team, and, and that's what you get. You know, to, to show you the Knicks' luck in these games and why they're just floating average, uh, Alec Burks hit one shot all night, and it was the one that didn't count <laughs> right, when exactly. Randall was fouled yep. on the pass. Yep, and then absolutely. Randall goes to the free throw line and misses the one shot. <laughs> <laughs> so not Dude. only don't you get the three, you don't get the two. Yeah, and tonight's a night where you really – I know he's been gone for a while. It's going to be a while before he's back. Tonight's a night you really miss Derrick Rose. Oh, there's no know, question. The, the, bench, the bench didn't really give you a whole lot tonight. No. The bench, um, no. you know, that used to be the strength of the team. Now yeah. the starters are playing better and the bench has gone down. You know, they're, they're all the earmarks of a 500 team, right? Like when one thing's up, the other thing's down. When that's down, it's up. That's who the Knicks are right now, unfortunately. It's tough to have a lot of faith. Now, it was very entertaining. It was. I sat there. I was was entertained for the game. It was a good game. Uh But, you know, you'd like to think that year two, you're a little bit further ahead of where you were year one. And it seems like the Knicks are kind of the same team. Actually, they might be a little worse. Yeah, they might be a little worse. Well, the East is deeper. You know, I think a lot of the things outside of their control um, certainly are not as, as, as favorable as they were last year. Absolutely right. Frank is in the car. What's up, Frank? Hey, boys, hope you enjoyed the long weekend. But let's say the Nets don't win a championship this year. Where do we think New York right now ranks amongst cities in terms of championship contenders, championship caliber uh, across the country? Because it's really taken a tumble down. Well, well, the football teams are terrible. I mean, that's brutal. really what it comes down to. The football teams so, are The football are teams are awful. Yeah. Uh, the Islanders are coming back to earth. We don't know what the Rangers are. Baseball kind of feels like it's in limbo. What? Baseball? Uh, oh, don't don't be expecting any baseball anytime soon, Frank. Yeah. No. No. It might be a 10-game oh, that, season. That would be limbo. That would be limbo, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah the the, the mean, football teams might be playing it. again before the baseball teams. That's scary. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, not wanted. But it, uh, it's just it's kind of scary, though, when you think about how far down the list New York probably is. And it's been that way for a while, Frank. This yeah. is not new. No, oh. it's not new. That's I the mean, other problem. And you'd think with the, you know as many teams as we have here, we'd have something, right? Like you like one somebody would break through, you know. But yeah. no, it's not the case. You know, you I don't know, know the hockey. Maybe the Rangers break through. I don't know. Yeah, I don't maybe know. they have the a Rangers magical contenders year. this year. They were at one point. I don't know if they. Yeah, still they are. might be. They might be. Thanks uh, for the call, the Frank.
Yeah, thanks for the call, Frank. They might be, Gordon. You never know. There, there could be that team that goes on a, a you know, a, a, a magic carpet ride. Mm-hmm. But, you know, really, we've kind of been hanging our hat on the Yankees, right? We, that's yeah. been the team. That's been yeah, the maybe one it's that's the Mets. Been, yeah, maybe this year it'll be, if they play, right. it'll be the Mets. But, I mean, previously you were riding with the Yankees, right? You think, Listen, they're a team that's always prepared to win. They're always in the postseason, right? They're always, you know, that team that – is you know a couple of things away, a couple of good hits away or plays away from getting to the to the World Series. And you know, this year, before baseball stopped, you still got questions about what this Yankee roster is going to look like. Oh, I mean, they still have like, you know, if they had homework in class, they mm. have left it until after the break, right? Like they went yep. on spring break. They had some projects due when they come back from break. And all the projects that the Yankees have to do are are still to be done. They have not started any of the the real work yet. Yeah, they, there's going to be some uh, cramming, long, yeah, cramming and long hours of coffee. <laughs> yeah, when, when 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 the term starts again, that's yep. for sure. ESPN New York tonight, hanging with you. 9870 SBN 1-800-919-3776. Gordon, we'll turn our attention to football in a couple of minutes, but... Uh... I also had a question for you. Yes, go ahead. Remember when Randall missed the free throw? Yes. Why did they show his son immediately on the screen after that? Uh, Didn't that feel weird? It did. It did. Like I don't, I mean that felt really, really strange. I don't know it, if it yeah. was an accident. I don't. I, I mean, it just. I mean, if he had made it, it would have been nice to show his son. Right, of course. Like, but why would you show it. his kid at that moment? It just felt very odd. Maybe, maybe they thought his son was going to do the thumbs down. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just. <laughs> didn't I don't know. Really, that was crazy. Um, yeah, that was that was a weird moment. It I, was. I, 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 I wouldn't know. have done it. If you I know, was in the director's chair, I wouldn't have yeah. said go to that shot. I, it, it just seems very odd, right? No, I, I'd have kept my, I'd have kept the shot on him. Right, of course. <laughs> That's the shot you want. Yeah, that was. I thought that was very weird. I don't know if it was an accident. Again, might I, have been. To, Could have been. You know, maybe you know, you just hit the wrong button or whatnot. Yeah, but it wasn't it like they. It, it seemed like it was intentional. Like they, it wasn't like they hit it and went like immediately back to the court. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was very strange. It was. Because I, I, I remember thinking, like, why are we looking at his son? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, especially a little kid, you know, yeah. not in that moment, you know, especially yeah. after the thumbs down stuff. Really? <laughs> Maybe expected him to boo him. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, I just felt, I, I just thought that that was. Awkward. Was, very awkward. Yeah. Aw- very awkward. Very, very awkward. awkward. It yeah. was. It was. So, Gordon, the Giants brought in their uh, second candidate for GM spot. Yeah, we're going to the second round. We have advanced to the second round already, huh? Yes, they're moving. Well, you, you kind of got to get a move on, right? I Absolutely. mean, if you, if you got to get the coach, you got to find the GM. Like, I don't know how many people they're going to bring back for this second round. Is it just going to be the two guys that they've already spoken to? It, you know what it always amazes me during this stage? Like, mm-hmm. every guy that everybody interviews, oh, this guy's the best. Oh, yeah, if they absolutely. could get this guy, this guy's amazing. He's part of this front off. He's part of that. He did this there, and he did that there. Every single candidate for these things are the best. And it's can't funny lose. because, oh, it can't lose. 
And it's funny because the last time, well, the last time they went for a GM, they didn't really, I mean, they, they knew who they were hiring. But the last time the Giants went out and got a coach, like all the people they talked to would have been, like it was Matt Rule who would not have done anything here. Mm-hmm. It was Joe Judge who didn't do anything here. Mm-hmm. And who was the other one that they talked to that was like, oh, that was also a disaster. Uh, was it Mike McCarthy? I think it might have been Mike McCarthy. Might so, I mean, might've you know, it, it three strikes and you're out. So, yeah, I, I guess they're moving on to round two, and, and yeah. let's hope that um, it'll be very interesting to see if, they, if the guy from Buffalo gets mm-hmm. the job. You'd have to think that if they go that route, they got to go the kid, da- the guy Dable. He's not a kid. Yeah, grown yeah. Man, but. Brian Dable. Yeah, you would think. You would, uh, listen, that's who you'd want. What he was able to do with, uh, you know, Josh Allen and that offense that's really, really potent up there, um, you would think. Now, yeah, you, you don't have a quarterback me, like him, but. Yeah, yeah. That, well, I mean, that's the one thing. And then the, the one thing that I always I always want, my if you bring in a coach, how good of a staff is he going to be able to bring in? Now, Dable's right. been a bunch of places. He hasn't ju- he was not just like a one-hit wonder in Buffalo, so he's worked mm-hmm. in Cleveland. He worked in Miami. For, it's funny. Miami wants to interview him for the head coaching job. They had him as their offensive coordinator and fired him after one year. <laughs> I mean, it just shows you how, how clueless they are. But, yeah, what kind of staff is he going to be able to compile? Maybe he could do a fairly good job because he has – you know, he's coached in, in several different places. He's not just a Buffalo guy, but mm-hmm. you'd think the Buffalo is going to tell you, well, you can't take everybody from here. That's right. No. <laughs> You're lucky we're letting you go. <laughs> right. Right. You can't just raid our store. Yeah, that's always it's always strange to me. Like, we always, like, judge, all right, well, they got this guy's the head. Oh, he's great. He's the best. He did this here. He did this there. All right, but who's he bringing with Who is he actually bringing with him? Because yeah. I feel like – Look, for the Jets and Giants here, primarily, the, the issue has been talent. Mm-hmm. But I just know, look, it's pretty clear Todd Bowles can coach. Yes. But you take a look at the staff that he had when he was with the Jets. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a real, you know, it wasn't really a great staff. So I think that that kind of sabotaged him in some ways as well. So yeah. uh, I think that that's a, a very underrated and under-discussed you know, topic of, like, when we judge who they're going to get, like, tell me who's, who they're bringing with them. It's a reason why Bowles made so many changes in the second year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. And mm-hmm. it's difficult. You know, think about it. And and so well, I don't know what, what, what was it year three where he started to get a little bit on the hot seat. You have to think like if you're a prospective assistant coach, do you want to go someplace? Even if you know the guy who's the head coach really well, and you think it might be a decent opportunity. If you know that there's a very good chance in a year that guy's going to get blown out, you know what I mean? Like that guy's not going to have a, the same job. So you're going to go there for one year and be a, you know, a coordinator or an assistant or whatnot. If you, I think it would be tough to to bring in the best coaches when you have such instability within the organization, not just mm-hmm. as the head coach. Yeah, you're right. Say back to the phones. Jan is in Yonkers. What's up, Jan? Hi, how you doing? Thank you for taking my call. Love your show. I'm still seething mad about yesterday's game. That guy coming in here scoring 38 points on us, <laughs> just like Ricky Rubio did several months ago. Um, the next half, I don't know what's going to happen with this team, uh, whether we're going to be in the play-in, be in the playoff. The turnovers, costly turnovers at the end, towards the end of the game or in the, in the beginning of the game. The lack of defense on the three-point shot with the opposing team, Okay. Foul shooting. I think we were a better team last year as far as foul shooting. So 
I would. I just want. I have a question to you, fellas. Where do we? Where do we stand at, at right now? I mean, losing games at home and our, our play, our defense is not as good as it was last year. And thank you for taking my call. Your thoughts. All right, Jan. Thanks for calling. Listen, here here's the problem with the Knicks right now, and Gordon, see if you follow me. They're good enough that you continue to play, but they're but they're they're bad enough that you're wondering if they'll be any good. But they're too good right now for you to say, "Let's look at the kids." Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, you want to no. because you really want to because you you're you're at that stage where. Okay, you're flirting at 500, which really doesn't do me any good because I need to make some decisions. I need to see some of these kids play a little bit, a little bit more than what I'm seeing. But they're in these games, so you can't play the kids. But if this continues, Gordon, you're going to have to make some decisions on what you want to do. And, and obviously, as the trade deadline gets closer, you hear, you hear more and more people's names involved in coming to the Knicks. Uh, there was the um, – I can't think of his name. He just got injured. Uh, the center down with the Pacers. Oh, uh, Turner. Right. Miles Turner. Thank you. There was, there's rumors that the Knicks were interested in him, but now he's out for, I think, a month. Before he got hurt, there was some, you know, their their names. Uh, the, Knicks, uh, the Knicks are attached to a lot of different people around the league, which is good because it makes you understand that they understand that they got to make some changes because the way this team is, it's not going to go far. Yeah, no, I mean, at this point right now, like – I'm not saying I would sign for the play-in tournament, but that, the, the sign-in tur- the the play-in tournament is no guarantee right now. So no. you know you gotta you gotta pick things up. Now it does seem like, and this is kind of the, the case last year as well. Every time you think that the Knicks are about to take off, they fall, they 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 they, they come back to earth. And then every time you think the things the roof's gonna cave in, they figure out a way to start to solve some problems and they play a little bit better. So that was the case, you know, a couple of weeks ago. They were, what, three, four games under 500? Mm-hmm. They win seven of 10. They kind of get themselves back in the mix, and now they've lost these last two to end the three game winning streak. So this is the kind of team that the Knicks are. Um, their, their, win, their, their path to victory on any given night is very, very narrow. And when they have the turnovers that they did tonight, the missed free throws that they had tonight, the cold stretch down the, 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 the final three and a half minutes or whatever it was. They're not going to pull out those games more times than not. Nope. And they haven't. Lee's in Brooklyn. What's up, Lee? Guys, enjoying the show very much. Um, that that ten minute, that ten um, uh, ten games uh, season that you said about the uh, baseball analogy. But um, that's where we at with baseball. But um, with the um, situation with the um, with the Knicks, um, you know, uh, what you guys were talking about. I just think that you know that this is the team that they are. You know, I like I said, like I said before, I enjoy watching the game. I enjoy seeing them play. I know you guys want them to win, but you know we we got Buffalo. I know that um, uh, you were saying earlier. I, I'm, I'm saying Larry. What's I'm so uh, Gordon. Um, Gordon, right? Um, yeah. The other guy. But I'm um, basically yeah. what happened is I'm um, sorry about that. Um, you know, you're saying that in New York, but we got Buffalo. Buffalo is a New York team. It'd be nice to see them. Oh, they're not a Buffalo. Buffalo's not a New York team. That they're not. I know they're located technically in New York. They're eight mi- They're they're eight. Uh, they're eight hours away round trip. They're, that's not. They're closer to Canada. Right. I mean, you be you could drive to Baltimore and back by the time you could drive to Buffalo. Yeah, it's far away. But um, you know, what's so interesting about it is that um, you know, we 
it's still a no, even though a lot of people don't look at it that way. We still like to see the win. But the situation is that is anybody going to turn into Kevin Durant or Michael Jordan, uh, Steph Curry, even um, different players like that that's in the league on the Knicks? I don't. I don't. I just don't think that anybody's going to blossom like that. I think that the team you're seeing is a team that's going to produce. Uh, l- less than 500 or maybe 500. Well, I think, well, I think, Lee, and thanks for the phone call, that's why Leon Rose and World Wide West are trying to get other players because they realize that they need more. But listen, they knew they needed more at the start of this season. This season, this team was was hopefully better to improve to a certain extent but this wasn't this wasn't the championship caliber team. This is not a division winning team. Even even if even if Fournier and Kimball Walker played well, it's not a division winning team. It's a team that was supposed to be better than last year, and you take another step forward. As Gordon Damer said, that's the beginning of the rebuild was last year. So this was supposed to be phase two. Well, guess what? Phase two hasn't worked out well. Now Fournier is starting to play better, so that's a good sign. Kimball Walker is, is not going to be what you thought. Okay, he's going to be able to give you spot minutes. You're not going to be able to play him a lot. You're not going to. He may not be able to play the next game on Thursday. I don't know how his knee's going to be, Gordon. Right? So you you realize that you need more consistent players to add to this roster. Uh, So listen, no, this is this is there's a long way to go before this team is going to be even even a conference championship team before even a world title team. Yeah, I mean, there's a very good chance that the guys that are on this roster now, maybe a couple last that long, but you know, the Knicks went into this past offseason, I think it was pretty clear. They wanted to improve the overall talent, but they wanted to improve on the margins. They didn't want to take the big swing. They could have taken bigger swings. Mm-hmm. They could have went out and signed bigger contracts, but I think that they want to re- they want to improve the talent while remaining flexible so that when that big name some big name, some superstar player does become available. They can not only say, hey, we have the availability to go get that guy, but we've improved the overall infrastructure of the team talent-wise so that the guy's coming here and he doesn't have to be the savior. But, you know, that guy's got to exist. I mean, who's the guy, right? I mean, like, run through the top 15 players. Tell me which guy you can go out and get. <laughs> Wherever they are, the teams that have them don't want to let them those guys go. So you nope. got to wait for one of those guys to become available. There's not been one so far. Now, look, if if some superstar player gets dealt and the Knicks could have had that guy, well, then then you got a reason to gripe. But that guy doesn't exist right now. No, he doesn't. Very simple as that. Yeah, I'll just turn over. You know, like you got. You know, we had some costly turnovers in the last two minutes. And so they're trailing. They're going to gamble for the ball, and you got to protect the ball. Now, look, there's there's a physicality to what they're doing, and so you got to be strong and understand what's going on in the game and how it's being officiated. So that's where we, you know, the, the intensity of a fourth quarter is a lot different than the first three quarters, and we got to understand that. I mean, Gordon, you would think that Tom Thibodeau was talking talking to a team that's got a bunch of first-year players on it. He's got veterans on this team. Julius Randle knows what it takes. Evan Fournier knows. I mean, Alec Burks knows. You would think. Kemba Walker knows. You would think. It's like when you talk to your kids and they do something, you're like, you, you know better than this. Like, I shouldn't yeah. need to be explaining this to you at this level. 
I mean, but even even RJ's in this third year. He knows. You would think, yeah. You would think. But apparently those things still need to be said and still need to be drilled in and uh, because it's not getting through right now. It's ESPN New York tonight. Freddie and Fitz at the top of the hour. Let's head back to the phones. Lou is in Manalapan. He's next on 98.7. What's up, Lou? Hey, how's it going, fellas? Uh, it's been a while since I've talked to you, Larry. Uh, Gordon, this is my first time talking to you. Um, the last time I talked to you, Larry, you were filling in for Dave, and I went on a rant about rebuilding in New York and why teams fail at it. I don't know if you remember. Mm-hmm. I do. You do remember. So, I do. Mm-hmm. So the Knicks, the, the Knicks clearly listened to that call because last year, before the season, no one would have ever expected them to be in the position that they are. Even even today, with these competitive games, as a Knicks fan, you just, you, you, you know, you get mad because these are all winnable games that they keep losing. But the, the, the most frustrating thing that I've seen with this Knicks team is unlike last year, last year you had guys that were – they were filling in the holes. So if, if there was a mistake, it wasn't as glaring because there was someone picking up the guy that made the mistake. But when you're in the fourth quarter and the mistakes that are happening on the floor happened, which, you know, we also saw tonight, you know, there's no one that, that really gets them right back into it. And as well as, you, like, you had performances in that game where you, you look at the score, you know, you're down two, whatever, you're like, we're getting back in this game. Julius just played, you know, aggressive. He got us back in this. Uh, Evan Fournier, forget about it. You know, you had R.J. Barrett have, have a, a decent game all around. And then all the mistakes, you know, crumbled this team in the end of it. And and they need to get someone that's, that, that's here that, you know, in the last moments of the game, and as much as I love R.J. and I do love Julius on some days, you know, you need a guy that's going to say, I'm the captain now. Let me let me finish this game for this team. Because right now, they just look at each other, and no one wants to be on the back page of the paper saying, oh, I lost the game again for this team. So to translate, Lou, and thanks for the phone call, uh, Gordon, Lou is telling me the Knicks need Batman. They've got they've got some Robins. They've got some, they've got some Flashes. They've got some other superheroes. But they need a Batman. And we know that, and that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to get as close to a Batman as possible, and they couldn't. So what they're trying to do is, you know, build build depth around so when they do get that person, as you mentioned before the break, they understand that they don't have to do all the work. Because today's superstar, Gordon, when they go to a place, they want to have company. Those days of I'll come here and I'll I'll do all the work and I'll take all the glory, no, 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 no. They want a bunch of folks here, so their job is all they have to do is finish. That's all they want to do. Yeah, and it would be nice if they could get that person to be a point guard. Yes. That would be that would be ideal. I mean, if we're going to ask for the moon, you know what I mean? Like, let's ask for the moon. And yeah. um, hey, look, uh, those guys just don't – I mean, those superstars don't become available. Like, think about the, 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 the top point guards in the NBA right now. Mm-hmm. Steph, not available. Damian Lillard, he's hurt. Kyrie, he's got things going on. Uh, Chris Paul, he's not going anywhere. John Morant, he's not going anywhere. The one guy whose name that has been mentioned as maybe possibly being available and maybe possibly you could construct a deal that would involve the Knicks would be De'Aaron Fox. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. is that the guy? Is that the guy you're backing up the truck for? Are you going to break up? What, like you got a good thing, but not a great thing. Right. Right. And are you going to now break all that up to go get something that's not a sure thing? I don't yeah. know. I don't know if that's the guy. You have to be, you have to be very careful with the moves that you make. Because you can you can turn it into a send it into a spiraling direction. I mean, already you've taken a couple of steps back just by the two moves you made in the off season. Yep. And and once again, Gordon, and, and you know we've talked about this a lot. Can the Knicks get? Can I get ten games straight where all three Nick big men are available? No, no, that's that's. <sighs> It's like a it's almost like a play where there's one character, one person who's playing three different characters so they never can be on the stage at the same time. So one goes out one door and then it comes in the other door. It is it is it's a revolving door. It's it's um it is amazing. It is crazy. That's a great analogy. It's like, you can't, do you, do you, you ever see Nerlens Noel and place. Mitchell Robinson at the same time? No, <laughs> you can't. You can't. You're not allowed. Apparently, there's something this year that you're not allowed to have all. And, and tonight, they got two guys fouling out, so then you definitely don't see them. Oh, it's unbelievable. I mean, you know, it, at least even for rebounding purposes, Gordon, because, you know, shot blocking. And how about the, what was that kid's name that just kept coming? Noel? Yes, all he kept yeah. doing was pulling up the two dribbles, come to the, the, the where the dot right in front of the free throw line and hit shots. Yeah, I got to be honest, I never heard of that kid before in my life. Tonight, <laughs> I never can, heard. Can of anybody him stop this guy? <laughs> no. What is going and it, on? It seems like that's a regular thing with the Knicks, where it's oh. like a guy like, have I ever heard of this guy before? Who is I know. this? I know. I know. It's, it's, Who was the guy in the room, the kid in the Pacers that was like they just needed him because of the COVID protocols and he was putting up like 18 points for the, <laughs> against the Knicks or something like that? A little of tiny course. guy? Of course. Of, yeah. of course. You know what that's like. You know what? There's no question about it. Hey, Tom Thibodeau, let's hear from him. And he talks about uh, Kimball Walker's fourth quarter. That means a lot. You, know, you get a player like that, you get you know, strong point guard play, you get shooting, playmaking. Uh, puts a lot of pressure on the defense, forces them to put two onto the ball. So I thought the second and third quarter we we got high quality shots, uh, and then you know sometimes you know you have to adjust to how the game is being called. So we had some tough calls go against us, and you know we just can't put ourselves in a position like that where the referees are a factor like that. No, you can't do it, and it also means that you have to, your, your players have to play smarter. And on a couple of those plays, Gordon, they just did not play smart. They put themselves in bad situations where late in games you're over the foul limit, and so they're just parading to the free throw line, which is killing you because the clock has stopped. They're hitting their free throws, and you aren't hitting yours. Yeah, that's another thing. I mean, all of a sudden it's like they got the, they turned into Mackie Sasser, like they got the yips at the line or something. Uh, that's, I mean. It goes without saying when you, when the margin of error is what the Knicks' margin of error is. That's that's one place you you definitely can't no. afford to to have those type of things happen. No, you definitely do. You you got to do a better job there. So, listen, they've got a day off tomorrow, 
well, at least a game off tomorrow. I'm sure they'll be practicing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no days off here. Or is it, uh, that was the old uh, Belichick T-shirt, no That's days right. off. Right? That's right. And I know they'll all be at the free throw line if you walk up to the Knicks training facility tomorrow. The whole team will be at the free throw line tomorrow. There's no question about that. And they've got New Orleans on Thursday. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.